Next on BYUSN, Oklahoma, where the Cougs come sweeping down the plane. BYU men's hoops in Norman tonight with a chance to move above 500 in Big 12 play. Is tonight their best chance to do so? ESPN Sean Farnham will answer that, plus his keys for BYU to beat the Sooners. And does he think BYU will finish in the top half of the Big 12? Jim Fredette joins the program to discuss BYU's depth and his game analyst debut. And Top 5 Tuesday features the best wins against Oklahoma across all sports. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, February 6th. I am Spencer Linton. He is a man whose marriage proposal was not quite as good as Raider DeMooney of BYU football. He is Jerem Jordan. Probably not. Uh, Raider DeMooney proposed to his girlfriend. Congratulations. Uh, Nasino Finau at the Temple. She didn't know, which is uh, always fun, the surprise. Uh, I'm not sure what she thought they were going to do. Maybe it a TikTok. Like, like, yeah, they set up for like a TikTok video. Something, and then she's like, what? <laughs> and then he barely he barely goes down. And she's like, bring it in. Bring it in. Let's Look hug. Look at the glowing Provo City Center temple it's pretty in the nice. background, too. <laughs> like the it's lighting nice. on the camera is yeah. wildly awesome. Yeah. Congratulations to Raider. That's awesome. That's well done. And it's making me think that I didn't do a good enough job in my own marriage. Oh, mine wasn't. Yeah, mine wasn't oh, great. That's, that's honestly one of, one of the most nervous times <laughs> of my entire life, for sure. Right before that happened, the heart palpitations were real. So, Raider, well done, my friend. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome. The Cougs are winners. The Cougs weather the storm. Mason, he scores it! Fuseni Traore. Oklahoma OK. Entering this week and prior to tonight's showdown in Norman with the Sooners, BYU men's basketball at 4-4 four and four find themselves in the top half of the Big 12 Conference standings right at number 7. Question, will BYU finish, Jerem? with 10 games remaining in Big 12 play in the top half of the final Big 12 conference standings. Okay, so I looked at all the win percentages thus far, and many of the teams have played half the games. Not everybody, but almost everybody. And if you just flex that out, you know, what everyone's pacing for, here's what it would look like. Uh, BYU would finish, obviously, at 500, uh, 99. That'd be tied for seventh. So they'd be, you know, at that 500 mark, not above the 500 mark, but uh, that would be, you know, Debatably on the left side of the bracket, maybe the first on the right side of the sorry of the graphic as we like to call it. So that would that would give you a seven or eight seed. So this is this is what it could be, right? If you just win percentage uh, times eighteen, um, here's what it would be. I'd be totally fine with this. This would be this would be great. You'd finish tied for seventh, technically in the upper half, if you will. There and BYU would be playing Kansas State in a Wednesday play-in game of sorts, it would be a second-round game because the quarterfinals are on Thursday in Kansas City. Yeah, I'll have to look at the bracket again to, uh, yeah, to break it down. Is that what it would be? Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, I'd, I'd be happy with this. If this is what happened, if BYU continued on this pace of 500 ball in league, that means you have nine quality wins. I mean, some of those would be quad three, but you're adding uh, some real quality there. And then the losses, you hope you avoid all the quad three losses, but like just quad one and twos, you're looking, you're looking pretty, man. You're a, you're a four through seven seed somewhere, and you're good. Okay. Yeah. So, well, now that I look at the Big 12 tournament bracket, it's seeds 11 through 14 who play on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. The winners of those games obviously move into the second round. Five and then it's 10 come in. seeds five 
through uh, nine make their debut in the second round. So BYU... Five through ten. Yeah, okay, five through ten make their debut. So if BYU was eight, they would play in the eight-nine. Eight, if nine they were game. seven, they'd play in the seven-ten. Because there you go. The best would be a five or six, because then you play one of those first last four teams, and then uh, you know, you're know you playing a three or four at that point. Feels like top five's a little ambitious. Uh, if BYU could be kind of the, the sixth, team that'd be great if they're seven or eight that's great too BYU is pacing right now again based on who they have left to play win percentages where the games happen when they happen they are pacing for nine wins maybe ten I have the over under right now for BYU at nine and a half ten would get you to the sixth seed potentially ten would certainly put you in the top half of the big 12 in the sixth seed you get the 11 and 14 uh, winner of that. So, so that'd be awesome. Really, really we're that'd asking, like, are we definitively ready to say that BYU can win at worst nine, probably 10 to guarantee they can finish in the top half of the Big 12? The numbers are good. The metrics are outstanding and favor BYU heavily. Again, yep. Ken Pomeroy is saying he's projecting BYU to go 11 and 7 in Big 12 play and 23 and 8 in the regular season. 11 and 7 would be noise. But I, I'm still inclined to believe it's they're pacing for nine, maybe ten. They probably have to win a game like tonight at Oklahoma for me to start feeling like, okay, BYU can win ten games in conference. What's the, there's only been one surprise game to me. That's been the loss to Cincinnati. Everything else has been somewhat understandable, not shocking. The way BYU's played, yes, sure. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about straight result. You don't know how they won or lost. Yeah. Just Cincinnati at home was like, whoa. That, yeah, everything, that was a shocker. Everything else has been, okay. That yeah, was that a was... shocker. Beating Iowa State to me was a surprise for sure, especially the way they did it. But going into the game, I was like, I don't know. Iowa State's really good. I don't know if BYU's going to be able to do it. And they crushed Iowa State. So that, in, in some small way, offset a little bit the Cincinnati loss. But it didn't yeah. take care of it all the way. Maybe the West Virginia road win helps – kind of take away the sting of the Cincinnati loss a little bit more. UCF even more. UCF, For sure. West Virginia's on, I mean, they're the second worst team in the league. It's still a good team. But, like, the UCF win is That was a great win for better. BYU. Looking even if better. BYU beats Oklahoma tonight. That'd be the then, best road win then for Then sure. maybe there's real movement that, okay, they can win double-digit games in year one of the Big 12, which would be incredible. Nine would be awesome. Ten-plus would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I, I believe that BYU is right pacing to go 9-9, nine and, nine. and if that's finished tied for 7th, awesome. Then I'm, technically I'm going to call that, uh, yeah, you finished in the top half of the standings. You're 1 through 7. You didn't have a losing record in the Big 12. 9-9. Nine nine. Like, that'd be unbelievable. Ride with 9. We would have loved to have that in football. We would have loved a 4-5 and five in football. That, that means you would have had 7 wins. Yes. That would have been nice. Chance at 8 in the bowl game. Topic uh, two. Number 21, BYU plays at Oklahoma tonight. Not sure if you heard. Is tonight BYU's best shot to get over 500 in the Big 12 this season? No, it's not. No. BYU can strangely afford a loss tonight against Oklahoma, and still it's not their best shot, in my humble opinion, to move above 500. I appreciate because, the humility. Thank because you. of what BYU has following Oklahoma. BYU has two home games, two winnable home games, two home games that they will be heavily favored in against Kansas State and UCF, and then a road game against Oklahoma State. The road game against Oklahoma State feels like 
a similar contest to what BYU was facing when they had to go on the road to West Virginia. Like a game that they certainly are capable of winning. It's just tough to win on the road regardless of where you're playing. Oklahoma State might have a little bit more swagger because they picked up a couple of wins recently. But they are the worst team in the league. Yes. Two and seven. But look at, look at if, this. If there's more winnability, it is definitely against B- Oklahoma State. BYU West was given an 87% chance to beat Kansas State, 86% chance to beat UCF, That's, 83% chance to win at Oklahoma State. It's super high for me, man. More of the, like, these are more 50-50 than we want to believe. Kansas State just beat Kansas at home after losing four in a row. What? Like, you can lose four in a row and beat Kansas? What in the world? I know. That's like, this conference. Like, but th- this is this conference. In the WCC, if we ever said anyone can beat anyone, we were liars. That's not true. Portland wasn't going to beat Gonzaga. Portland, Pacific wasn't really going to beat St. Mary's. Come on. But in this league, Different which is better, obviously, the, the, the tide is really high here. Like, all ships float high here. But it's like, Kansas has four losses. They're six and four in league. And they're one of the better teams in the league. It's just, yeah, it's just brutal. Like, people are getting after everybody every night. So, yes, I see 80s, uh, you know, with Ken Palm percentage there. But, no. That, it, like, BYU's got to bring it, even at home, but do you to agree actually BYU, win. Do you agree that BYU's best chance to move above 500 is not tonight? And it's against frankly, Oklahoma by, State. By, oh, you UCF. think, you think yeah. it's beating Oklahoma yeah. State. Oh, Kansas State, UCF, Oklahoma State. Yeah, those are three winnable games for sure. Like, so I you like, could actually get two games. Before. I like BYU's chances to get to six and five, even after losing tonight in Norman, yeah. more than I'm going to put it all on like, nope, it's tonight or nothing. No, I, no, Oklahoma was just right. No, this is silly. Uh, no, Kansas State, we, we can still say has lost four or five. Granted, that win was Kansas. But uh, UCF at home, that's going to be a tough game, Kansas State. Tough game. Uh, at Oklahoma State, that is the second easiest game sitting on the schedule. Doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean it's easy, but it's easier uh, than the others. BYU should be. I think they should be 7-6 and six after the Oklahoma State game. Like that, to me, that's what I'm gunning for because then it gets a little bit tougher again before you get three games in March and it's like, man, you got TCU at home. TCU is really good. Then you got to play at Iowa State. And then you finish with Oklahoma State in Provo, which is going to be a BYU win. I'm, I'm needs to ready to win. take that one. If that's not a win, you're, you're, then, then you're in trouble. Good. You're, yeah. you're headed into the Big 12 tournament not on a good note for sure. But I, I like BYU's chances to get to 7-6. and six. So, no, tonight is not the best shot. Although, beating Oklahoma tonight, that, th- that would be a surprise. It'd be the sure. best road win of the year by far. Oklahoma's number UCF is 25 a, in Ken Palm, number 31 in net. That's that's tremendous. This is an A-level quad yeah. one game through and through, and this is a Sooners team that's playing with some desperation. They've been inconsistent. Um, yeah, no no doubt about it. This, this would be a massive, massive road victory. Yeah. But if BYU wins tonight, what's the rhetoric tomorrow? Now it's like, holy cow, can it's, BYU beat Kansas State can and you get go to 6-4? Can can BYU go on like this four-game win streak in yes. conference play? And then that's your longest one in conference by far. Because once you play Baylor at home, that's a tough game. At Kansas State, tough game. At Kansas, obviously tough. TCU at home. TCU's top six good, right, in the league. At Iowa State. At Iowa State at Kansas, I, I put an L there and I'll be surprised if – I'd like to be surprised. Those right? are death Those threats. are the most losable games. It doesn't mean BYU can't go there and win. We've seen other teams do it. I would even argue that, uh, you know, well, Iowa State and Kansas, both equally amazing at home, both top 15 teams. So let's go.
two of the best home environments Up in 20. the country, Jeez. let alone the Big 12. Our question of the day, BYU men's basketball at Oklahoma tonight. So, is tonight BYU's best shot at moving over 500 in Big 12 play this season? Is anyone saying yes? At that show on X, answers no. The next two games at home are go two and one over the next three, ideally three and one over yeah. the next four. I really hope and need BYU to go three and one in the next four. Yeah. If you lose tonight, beat Kansas State at home Saturday, beat UCF Tuesday, at Oklahoma State the next Saturday, go win that. And then you're two games above 500. Let's go. That's the, that's the, the way to go 500 plus is you got to get above 500 for a sec. Get your head above. Remember in The Hobbit? They're, play, they're in the spider-infested forest, and Bilbo finally pokes his head out of the trees, and he can, like, breathe, and he sees the mountain. He's like, oh, yeah, there it is. That's, like, Kansas City, the Big 12 tournament. <laughs> Kansas City, oh, there it is. Yeah. Ah. Then he goes back out, and he's like, ah! And then he plunges back into Big 12 play there, if you will. Let's, let's breathe a little bit, get above 500 a couple games, and then uh, feel some confidence. Hey, what's a BYU Sports Nation without uh, a draw from The Hobbit? I'm from, reading from the Silmarillion right, right now. I've never read it. It is the nerdiest thing I have ever done. It is <laughs> deep waters. Jeez. <laughs> Dallin Hall's read it, so I'm trying to ask him all my questions. <laughs> Our question of the day. Again, do you think this is the best shot to get over 500? Hashtag BYUS on an X, Facebook, and I need, Instagram. I need a response that is uh, yes. If there's anybody saying yes, let's hear it. Uh, number 21 men's basketball plays at Oklahoma tonight. That's, it's a huge game. Let's go. Pre-game coverage is on the radio. 7 Eastern time tonight from Norman. Still on the way, ESPN Sean Farnham makes his triumphant return to the program. Is he a Bilbo Baggins fan? <laughs> Does he think BYU will finish in the top half of Big 12 play? And his game plan for a BYU win tonight in Norman? This is BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play. -play. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Time for our weekly segment, one of our favorite segments, where we welcome in friend of the program and ESPN elite college basketball analyst Sean Farnham is joining us over Zoom. Sean, welcome back to the program. Where are your adventures uh, housing you currently? Because I feel like you're somewhere different every night on TV, man. Now I'm in Bristol, so I'm in Bristol uh, all this week before I head to Colorado for a game between Arizona and Colorado this weekend. Uh, then I'll get home for a day and then come right back to Bristol, Connecticut uh, <laughs> before I've got another game that following Saturday. Uh, but we have to start here. I mean, I, the pearls of wisdom. I took my notepad out and I started writing as I was listening to this last se segment. Uh, Jared, what an unbelievable take that you had. To get to 500, <laughs> you need to win games and be above 500. That's an amazing thing that you came up with there. That's the, the level of brilliance that you deliver on this program. I understand now why every BYU fan tunes in every single morning to make sure that they can get those pearls of wisdom. So when they go to the office, they say, hey, guys, listen. Mm. If we want to be above 500, <laughs> we need to get above 500. I heard that this morning. It's I got, amazing. I got paid to say that. Yes. <laughs> that works. Brilliance. Pearl, pearls of wisdom, no, no doubt. I can't Christ. wait to come on next week. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to come on like a half hour early and just quietly sit here on the Zoom and just listen to the show so yes. I can be better at my job. Educate yourself, Sean. Yeah. This, this is the way. Uh, let's go ahead and rewind a little bit to last Saturday with BYU and Morgantown. Did Morgan you just drop Town. a Mandalorian on me, by the way? 
Maybe. This is the way. This is, yeah, absolutely. It's either that or we, we the Bible. Mando. Yeah. We love yeah, Mando. There you go. All right, go ahead. All Sorry. Right, BYU at West Virginia. Man, Foose Traore, 24 points, nine rebounds. Dallin Hall with 12 assists and only one turnover. BYU didn't have Ali Khalifa. They didn't have sharpshooting Noah Waterman, who's been a big part of BYU's three-point effort. But they found a way to win convincingly in a game that they should have won. What impressed you the most about what BYU did in Morgantown? Uh, they didn't make excuses. You know, I mean, it would have been very easy. I mean, look, you go to West Virginia, you should win that game. Uh, there's been other teams. Kansas uh, did not go there and win, uh, but BYU did. And they were able to do that be even shorthanded because it, next man up mentality. The depth of this team has shown up uh, throughout the course of the non-conference, I felt. Uh, and I think that the depth is one of the strengths of this team, that it can weather somebody going down and, you know, somebody else is elevating their game and stepping in, just like when Foose went down with the hamstring and Khalifa stepped in. And the next thing you know, we're all looking around going, dude, this guy's unbelievable. His ability to pass and distribute changes the whole offense. Uh, now that offense has changed back up with Foose back into it. And I, I mentioned it during the game I had on Saturday between St. Mary's and Gonzaga that a lot of great performances on Saturday, but Foose uh, and the way that he's playing, the efficiency, the aggressiveness in which he approached the game over the weekend, I thought was huge. Uh, I think anytime you have a point guard that gets to 12 assists and only one turnover, that's next level unselfishness. And it starts to create for other players like, hey, I can give it up and I'm going to get it back. If I give it back to the guard, he's not going to go ahead and just take a shot. He's going to feed me and put me in the right position. And I think that we saw that uh, throughout the course of the game. And I thought that this was a, a needed win. Anytime you went on the road, it's a great win inside the Big 12. Um, but this was certainly one that I felt they should have. Uh, and they went and executed and got it. And so good for them. Now they come back uh, and they're sitting right now uh, in, a, in a pretty good position with the strength of their schedule that's coming up. Remember, we talked about the first six games last week. And I said that was a really difficult stretch. Now, whether or not they're going to be above 500 and a top half finisher in conference play was going to be based on this six-game stretch. And, and it got off to a good start on, on Saturday. Yeah, you look at it. At Oklahoma, if you win that one, that's the best road win of the year. If you don't, you have Kansas State at home who – Coming into last night, we were like, hey, that's super winnable. They've lost four in a row. They go and beat Kansas in overtime, which, by the way, Jerome Tang cannot be beaten in overtime, apparently, which is amazing. Um, then UCF at Oklahoma State. BYU can go on a run here. And, and as I mentioned, as you pointed out, uh, BYU could actually get above 500, like, a couple of games potentially. But, but in this league, the parity is so high, nothing's guaranteed. But if, like you said, if this is, if this is the moment, they got to they gotta seize it to get above 500 and kind of stay there for a second. Yeah, this is their moment. And this is the stretch because the back half of this, the, the, the back half of this schedule is brutal. All right, so we can talk about those games that we're looking at right now. And then all of a sudden you go, okay, well, then you got Baylor at home. You're at K-State. You're at Kansas. You have TCU and you're at Iowa State. Oof. Good luck. Like that stretch is brutal. So they, to be a top-half finisher, um, they have to win tonight. If you want to be above 500 team, uh, this is a, a must-win game, uh, I, I think. And, and I, I think this is a game they can have. Oklahoma has not been playing well as of late. They've lost a couple of games at home. Uh, I think that they, they were inflated early this season when they were ranked, I think, at one point in time inside the top 10. Uh, this is a good team. Porter Moser's done a good job with them. Uh, but I, I think this is a game BYU can win and should win. And if they win this game, now all of a sudden you're looking at beating Kansas State at home because Kansas State, by the way, although what we watched last night was a really strong, great effort, uh, in their four-game losing streak, they were turning the ball over 
at a crazy amount. And yeah. they on the season they've been turning it over too much. Uh, but they've allowed 19 points off of turnovers per game in that four-game losing streak. Last night's a rivalry game, and those games, guys, as we know, they're different. The emotions are different. Uh, they've had success against Kansas there. Kansas has not played well on the road at all so far in conference play. They're two and four on the road now in conference play. Uh, so that's a problem for them. Uh, but I, I think you win here at Oklahoma, you're going to beat Kansas State, you're going to beat UCF, and you're going to beat Oklahoma State. Now you're seven and four. Now you give yourself the leeway to drop one at home to Baylor, to lose at Kansas State, to lose at Kansas. You know, find a way to beat TCU at home, lose at Iowa State, and then come back and beat Oklahoma State. And now you're feeling really good about where you're at. You're like 11 and nine. My math is bad. I was never my strong point. <laughs> I, I think you're like at 11 and nine. 11 and seven. Um, you, you know, 11 and seven, something like that. Like, th I think that's realistic. I think that's, I think that's where you're probably going to look at 11 and seven, uh, 10 and eight, I think becomes sure. very realistic. So you got to take care of that today. Sean Farnham is on BYU Sports Nation, looking at the matchup specifically with the Sooners and a well-coached team. Porter Moser is a great personality. We enjoyed talking with him at the Big 12 Media Days. He knows what BYU is, and he said as much yesterday. But where do you feel like BYU has a clear advantage against Oklahoma tonight? Well, I, I think when you look at this game, I think a couple things come to mind for me, first and foremost. The, 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 the ability to shoot the three-point shot. When you watch college basketball, guys, as much as I do, man, the teams that can shoot it versus the teams that can't, it is really hard when you can't shoot. Like, Indiana can't shoot. It is hard for Indiana to win games. Gonzaga right now, they are struggling on a consistent basis to knock down shots from the outside. They're struggling to win games, especially against better teams. Um, and, and when you look at Oklahoma, the, the advantage to me is behind the arc. Can they shoot the ball as well on the road as they've had all season long? I think they do. Uh, I think that opens up the interior of this team. I, I think that BYU is a better rebounding team. And I think that they can, they can do some damage on the glass, get second chance points, and really crash the glass and apply pressure to Oklahoma. Uh, and if they do those three things, I think they walk out of there with a win tonight. Fusa. It'll be highly emotional, by the way. It'll be highly emotional in Norman tonight, guys, because uh, of the passing of Toby Keith, a longtime Oklahoma Sooner uh, booster fan, sat courtside at so many games. Uh, he, he's, he succumbed to his battle against cancer today uh, and uh, just really sad for the, the Oklahoma Sooners community and for country music fans. Uh, but it'll be an emotional night. I'm sure they will do uh, something pregame for Toby Keith. Certainly, uh, that'll be a conversation with the game tonight. Uh, we talked about the parity in the Big 12 a bit, but what, what is it that you feel like this league is capable of in terms of what the tournament could be like in Kansas City as well as in the NCAA tournament, and how BYU may be a more battle-tested team than they've ever been once they get into the NCAA tournament? I, I think here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, I think a lot of Big 12 teams are going to be underseeded in the NCAA tournament because of the losses that they take during conference play. And what I mean by that is you'll see more teams like in that seven, maybe even eight, nine, six range. I think you're going to see a bunch of Big 12 teams there. You'll see some teams, I think, at the top. I think you'll still see Houston up top. I think Kansas has an opportunity to still get there, uh, even though they, they've got to start proving that they can win on the road. And their lack of bench, I think, is really something to watch down the stretch. Do they get fatigued as the season goes along based on the minutes? They, they play more minutes per their starters. Than, uh, than all but two teams in college basketball, mm. the Air Force Academy and Tulane. So when Johnny Furphy isn't playing as well as Johnny Furphy has shown that he can play, 
uh, that's a problem. When KJ Adams doesn't step up, that's a problem. When Dewan, like they, their margin for error is very thin right now at Kansas because they have no production coming off their bench. Um, so I, I think that you'll see some top seeded teams up there on that one and two line. I think Houston still has a very legitimate chance uh, to get there. Um, but I think you're going to see some devalued teams uh, because of the losses that they take as you go through conference play. And subsequently, there's a lot of teams that are going to be in this NCAA tournament field that a lot of teams aren't going to want to see. And they're going to play them and they're going to feel them and the defense and the pressure and how they big 12 teams play. And I think you're going to see a lot of teams take some losses and, and you see the big 12 shine once again uh, in the NCAA tournament as it has uh, for, for quite some time now. Wild that we're halfway through the season and every Big 12 team has at least three losses. That, that's just crazy, which means we're pacing for the champ to be 12-6. and six. And with the yep. projected champion in mind and looking at the top part of the conference, Sean, who are your top five Big 12 teams as currently constituted? Well, I, I think you'd go with Houston. Uh, I think you'd go with Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas, and TCU. I think those are my top five teams right now in the conference. And the reason I throw TCU in there is TCU is like the only team that can win on the road. Like they've got great depth. They've got a little bit healthier as of late. Um, and, and I know they just took a loss, but, you know, Jamie Dixon just lost his father two days ago. And Coach Dixon, I was texting with him earlier today. You know, he's on his way back after being in Los Angeles uh, as his father was passing away. So my thoughts and prayers go to Coach Dixon. But that TCU team, they can really turn you over and they can really score points off of turnovers. They score more points in the fast break than any, any team in the country. And I think when they get to the NCAA tournament, they're going to be very dangerous because as, as we've seen, nobody wins on the road in the Big 12 except for TCU right now. And so I buy TCU and I, and I give them extra credit based on that more so than their overall record. Sean Farnham with us on BYU Sports Nation ahead of BYU in Oklahoma. Great to speak with you, my friend. We wish you the best of luck in Bristol on your many travels. And just maybe BYU beats Oklahoma tonight. The Cougs start flirting on, with your top five. Give me a i got to write down. You, if you want to be over 500, <laughs> you have to win games to be above 500. That's I, how I, that works. I felt okay. something on that one. Truth. i got it right there. Are you in a Marriott grabbing the Book of Mormon? What's going on, man? No, this is my little uh, this is my little like notebook book that I have. It has a little piece of paper on it. And so during the course of the day, I'll like write little notes in it. Oh, yeah. And then I'll type them up on my computer. So when I sit on the set tonight, hopefully I don't sound like a blabbering idiot and say something <laughs> silly like if you want to be above five hundred, you have to win games to be above five hundred. It's always wonderful to have you on the show, Seth. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you kept me on the Raptor for the Cougar tail, maybe I'd be a little bit nicer. No, just you weren't kidding. kicked off. You're still on it. You're still on hey, it. I haven't seen it. People can't find me. That's all they, I know. They got People a Big 12 special me. rapper, by the way. Oh, and Chun's not on it? Alternate rapper, and we're not on it either. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, all that's of us what's off. going on. Now I'm ticked <laughs> it's, off. It's, it's, it's very upsetting. All I can tell you guys is this. I'm very thankful to be on here once again with you guys. I'm really excited for the game tonight. I will be in studio. I'm sure we'll be talking about it at halftime of the Houston broadcast uh, that we have on ESPN2 tonight. Uh, the Big 12 is, is a great conference. You guys have positioned yourself very well here down the stretch. And I, I can't wait for Kansas City. Who Let's knows? Go. Let's go. Who knows? Maybe I'll be there. <laughs> Outstanding. Oh, oh, I like that tease. Sean, great to talk to you, man. We'll do it again soon. Look forward to it. Sean Farnham of ESPN bringing it. To his point about r road teams and, and winning, TCU, 2-2 two and two in the league on the BYU, road. So is BYU. Two There's only two. four teams that are 500 or better in the league on the road. Brigham, one of them. Let's well, go. BYU could move above 500, not just overall, but 
on the road with the win tonight in Norman as well. Yes. Wouldn't that be something? Women's Hoops host number 18, Baylor, coming up tomorrow on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus, 9 Eastern time. Oklahoma head coach Porter Moser had glowing things to say about BYU yesterday in his presser. Do you agree with all of it? We'll react to his commentary after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social, uh, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. I feel like headlines right now, so let's do it. Number 21 men's basketball plays at Oklahoma tonight. Sooners are one-and-a-half-point favorites in Vegas. Ken Palm has BYU as a one-point favorite. Cougars 4-4 four four in the Big 12. Oklahoma 4-5 pregame for tonight begins at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. In yesterday's AP poll, a human poll, BYU jumps one spot to number 21 after beating West Virginia last week. Marks 11 straight weeks that BYU has been in the AP Top 25. BYU is one of six Big 12 teams this week in the poll. That's it. And in Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology released this morning, the Cougars are now a six seed, so they have slid down one line, playing against an 11 seed play-in winner, either Florida or Butler, in Pittsburgh of all places. Just a little different than being a five seed and playing in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Men's volleyball moves up a spot. Number eight in yesterday's ABCA poll after a bye week. Cougars host Long Island, the entire island, Thursday and Saturday at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Women's golf in ninth place after day one at the FAU Paradise Invitational in Boca Raton, Florida. Freshman MJ Berrigan is leading BYU, currently tied for 12th at one under par. Those are today's headlines. I was waiting for another. I'm like, There's, is there another headline? Is there There's something else? Uh, no. No. And let's whip it. Cougar Whip Rap presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Oklahoma head coach Porter Moser said the following after BYU's uh, point guard Dallin Hall had a great game against West Virginia. I think he's one of the best point guards in the country. He finds the ball. The ball has eyes when it's in his hand. I mean, it's finding the shooter all the time. Um, I think he's I think he's terrific. Do you agree with Coach Moser? Uh, 100%. In our biased opinion. 100% I agree with Coach Moser. He knows ball. Trust Porter. I think Dallin Hall has been, again, the understated MVP of this BYU basketball team. Dallin Hall, ask Coach Pope. He talks about it, I feel, every game, every postgame, how important Dallin is to getting everybody in the right position. I think the quote was, it's like Dallin's playing five positions at once. That was from Coach Pope. He knows where everybody's supposed to be. He's the quarterback, the floor general, all of those things. And certainly with the way he's playing right now, yeah, he's playing like one of the best true point guards in the country. He's playing great. Yeah, his numbers aren't like, you know, top 10, top 25 among those people, but his value to the team, the experience he's gaining, obviously went on a mission, so he's a little older, so obviously that experience uh, is going to lead BYU to a national championship way. like it always does. But no, uh, Dallin and BYU continue to evolve and get better, and he's running the show. Like, BYU doesn't have another point guard that they're playing right now, so he's got to carry the load, and he's doing a great job. Porter Moser also had this to say about preparing to take on a team like BYU. This is as difficult as a prep as you're going to play. Um, and uh, as we get in talking about BYU, they, they run their offense as fluid as anybody in the country. It's, it's, it makes basketball savants um, excited when you see their offense. They're an elite team. They're a team that can make, after watching a lot of teams on tape this year, 
They're a team that can make a deep, deep run in this tournament because they guard and they shoot and they're older and they, they run phenomenal offense. Wow, Jerem, are you buying all of that in that certainly high uh, praise for BYU basketball? If you make threes, yeah. That is the key. If you don't make threes, no. The key to BYU continuing to be able to space the floor and beat you in so many ways really lives and dies with what they do best and what they have chosen to do, and that's shoot a ton of threes and make a lot of threes. Yep. ESPN NFL Riders redrafted the first two rounds of the NFL draft yesterday. I had Puka Nakua going fourth overall to the Colts. Still too low, or as the porridge temperature is, just right? I think that's just right. I, and fourth overall in the redraft, amazing. Just a testament to what he's done. Um, it's a quarterback league, so it makes sense that the first three picks would all be quarterbacks. Well, Will Anderson at three is a linebacker, Sorry, but yes. Well, that's right, yeah. Sorry, the top two yep. picks being quarter. That, that makes sense to me, right? Yep. I don't know about Anthony Richardson at two. Like, he was good, but Puka's, I'd put Puka in the top three there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, and rookie of the year candidate. Come on, man. He's not going to win it, unfortunately. I think CJ's going to CJ's probably going to win it, yeah. which is why he's showing up number one on this list. BYU basketball with Mark Pope is Thursday at 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app and BYUSN.com as the Cougs talk uh, Oklahoma from tonight, Kansas State coming in Saturday night. Uh, let's go ahead and keep this basketball-centric show rolling with the great Jimmer Fredette. Is depth BYU basketball's biggest strength? We'll ask him next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Station continues live from Studio B and with a BYU Athletic Hall of Famer, a top 10 NBA draft pick, and soon to be Olympian, Jimmer Fredette is back on BYU Sports Nation. Jimmer, welcome back to the show. Hope things are going well. Let's start with a new venture for you, which was calling a BYU women's basketball game last Saturday. How was it to sit courtside and be the analyst along with Kristen Kozlowski and Dave McCann for BYU West Virginia? Uh, it was great. I had, I really enjoyed it. It's a different dynamic being able to go out and to talk basketball during the game. And it's just, it's different than being in studio, right? Like you have to have quick spurts, five to 10 seconds, um, uh, analyzing the game and you have to be on your P's and Q's, right? You have to be exact. You have to be on what's going on. You got to be aware of what's going on, trying to point out, uh, how it happened. You know, Dave is, is such a, a pro at teeing us up and she, he did obviously a great job and Kristen's been doing it for a while and she's, she's amazing and very knowledgeable of the women's game. So I was definitely the, uh, the wheel that was lagging, but I uh, thought I thought I tried to do the best I could. And uh, it was a lot of fun something that I'll definitely continue to do. They call him WD 40, Jimmer Fredette's on BYU sports nation. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, the men's game also against West Virginia an impressive double digit road win. It was a quad three, but it felt like a quad two Jimmer. BYU answered all the runs, had to with no Ali Khalifa, no Waterman's under the weather. Felt like one of the more impressive wins of the season. What stood out from BYU's win at West Virginia? Yeah, what a, what a great win, first of all. Those guys played hard. Anytime you get a road win 
um, in the Big 12, it, it's a big win because there's other teams that went into West Virginia, uh, notably Kansas, that didn't get that win, right? So to be able to have BYU go in and get a win like that is is incredible. Um, what stood out to me was was obviously a couple different things. Uh, first, um, Foose. Obviously, he played incredible, 24-9. and nine, uh, Just was a beast down low, getting rebounds, being able to score. And he gives them that inside presence. You know, especially towards the end of the game where if they need a bucket, they can throw it into him and they have an opportunity for him to either score or kick it out to get an open three. So having that dynamic is very, very helpful at the end of the game. And then also, obviously, Dallin Hall's 12 assists. I mean, that's incredible to be able to do in college. Um, obviously, a career high for him and just controlled the game, controlled the pace of the game. And at the end of the last five minutes is something that we've all been concerned about. The last five minutes of this game, they were able to pull away. And uh, that's that's huge. That's big confidence. They're starting to find their groove at the end of the game, how they're going to score, who the, the guys they're going to go to. And uh, that was really great to see. Jimmer Fredette is on BYU Sports Nation. I have been super impressed with BYU's ability to continue to play at a high level in spite of just varying rotations. I mean, there have been several occasions where key players have missed multiple games, notably Foos, who you just mentioned, and is getting back and getting healthy. Ali Khalifa did not play. Noah Waterman did not play. Jackson Robinson has sat out previous this season a couple of games. Trevin Nell has been banged up and sick. Jimmer, what does it say about the depth that BYU has that they are 16-5 and five and it feels – and maybe this is hyperbole, like there's a different rotation and starting lineup every night. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, great depth, uh, but that's also a testament to the coaching staff being able to, um, you know, have these guys ready uh, and continue to have that culture that is built so that it's a next man up rotation, right? And I think that that happens to a lot of teams and in the NCAA and, and in prof professional sports as well. I mean, it's it's just the way of the game. It's a long season. So you're going to have injuries. You're going to have people that are, uh, you know, kind of banged up at certain times. And, you know, guys on the team have to continue to stay ready. And that's not easy to do. Uh, um, but if you want to continue to be a part of the team, if you want to make sure that uh, you're continuing to, to have an NCAA tournament bid, those are things that you're going to have to deal with and guys are going to have to step up. And our guys have been able to do that. Um, so it's awesome. I mean, Richie played so great last game, uh, being able to come in and, uh, you know, have 16 points off of the bench and just be that force that we, we continue to see every single night with him on, on the energy level. But then being able to score 16 points was huge and something that they needed for that game in order to win. So he stepped up when Noah and Ali were out. So I think that they're going to continue to find guys like that on a game to game basis. Um, but it's a testament to the, the, the team and the coaching staff making sure that they have a next man up at mentality. Have you ever banked in a three um, in recent years like uh, Richie did? Let me tell you something. In 3x3, there are more banked threes than I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> because it's a 12-second shot clock, and sometimes you're just hoisting that thing up. So I will definitely say that I banked a few threes in recently, <laughs> and uh, I was proud of them. Didn't call it. Didn't care. I was like, the, it, it was going in, and yeah. I'm like, hey, that's how it works. The backboard is there for a reason, and you can use it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and fading away no less. Uh, what, what, yeah, one exactly. of the most memorable threes I've seen all season for sure. Incredible. Okay, Jimmer. Great. BYU now gets Oklahoma, and it's always interesting when you have a two-game road swing, especially when you go to West Virginia. BYU chose not to come back to Provo, which 
I think it's the right decision. They just stayed in Norman. They did a fireside. They get a short practice, and then they get an Oklahoma team who's kind of scrambling a little bit and looking for a big win of their own on their home floor. So what do you expect from BYU tonight against an ultra-motivated Oklahoma team? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I would say that this road trip has already been a success. Whenever you're able to go 500 on a road trip um, in the Big 12, that's that's in my in my book, that's considered a success. And I'm sure, you know, for Coach Pope, that's not considered a success for him yet. Right. They want this win. And uh, it's going to be really important for them to come out in the first five minutes of the game and to be able to match the energy of Oklahoma, because like you said, it's a desperate team that wants to win and they need this win. This is against a top 25 opponent now. Um, BYU's been playing great basketball. Oklahoma's trying to, to break into their stride, and, and it's not like they don't have a talented team. They have a very talented team that has been in the top 25. The guys that can play, they're well-coached. Um, they're experienced. They have highly recruited players. So these guys are going to be ready, obviously. But uh, for BYU, I'm excited to see how they respond after a big win. Uh, they haven't been able to get two road wins in a row, you know, at the, uh, you know, in conference this season at this point. Um, so it's, it's going to be something that's a challenge, but, uh, I was, I was glad to see that they didn't come home. They stayed in Norman, enjoyed all the, all the great things that you can do in Norman and was there, <laughs> were able to, uh, enjoy the fireside, which I'm excited about for them. That was awesome. I'm sure the people there love that. And, uh, but yeah, hopefully they got some good, uh, Oklahoma food and some, uh, maybe some barbecue. Yeah, BYU is the top-ranked fireside team in the country coming into this week, which is pretty exciting. For they sure. added to that. Not even close. Not even close. I saw those pictures. Those return missionaries, <laughs> they were out there. They were getting it. They were getting it in. That's for sure. And it was awesome to see. The the best creamery, the best stone cold silver, the best fire. <laughs> we got it all going here. Um, when yep. it comes uh, when it comes to getting over 500, BYU has a chance tonight, which is exciting. Is this their best chance, looking at the rest of the schedule, to get over 500 and hopefully stay above 500? You know, this next stretch probably is, um, you know, you have obviously Oklahoma, then you come back, you play Kansas State at home, then you have UCF at home, uh, Oklahoma State, I believe, away after that. So you, you're in a stretch here that of winnable games. Um, you know, obviously this one tonight is going to be difficult at Oklahoma, but even at that point, then you have two games at home that, that are, uh, that are definitely something that are winnable games. And then, uh, you go, go to Oklahoma state, um, you know, obviously Kansas state just beats Kansas. Um, so it's not like those are easy games by any means. UCF has already beaten us. So they have some confidence, but, uh, if you want to say this is the easiest part of the schedule, it probably is, even though that's not. Uh, you know, a word that you should be using in the Big 12, easy. <laughs> so everything is going to be difficult no matter what. But looking at the schedule, it's probably the best uh, part of the time to be able to get over 500. And then at that point, you know, it's just about being consistent and uh, trying to continue to win the games that you should. And uh, so we'll see. Uh, it, it's definitely an opportunity for them, but they have to focus in on tonight. And if they can get, if they can get tonight's win, they have a really good head start for that. The 2011 Naismith Player of the Year, Jimmer Fredette, is on BYU Sports Nation. While we are talking about BYU's opportunity to get to 500, we should point out that, as currently constituted, BYU is in the top half of the conference standings. They are seventh out of 14. We have a graphic that we show on this show that breaks it into two halves, and BYU's on the left side of the screen. It's a beautiful sight when they're on the left side of the screen. Jimmer, what will it take for BYU to remain there in the Big 12, how many games they need to win? I'm kind of looking at like nine. Do they need more than that to finish in the top half of conference? Yeah, I would say somewhere around nine. Um, I think that, you know, you, you see 
the carnage that has been going on between all of these schools, uh, you know, they're just beating each other up. So I, I am pretty sure that if you get to nine wins, you should be on that left side. Um, or you're going to be really, really close if you're not. Um, so I think that that's a, a real good goal. Obviously, if you can get to 10, I think for sure you're going to be on that left side. Um, but getting to nine would be uh, a great start, uh, you know, coming into a Big 12 conference where we did not think uh, that it was going to to be this successful in, on year one. So I think that that's that's the goal to be able to get to nine to ten or ten wins. I think that's a, a clear path that they could do that um, if they continue to play consistent, can play, continue to play good basketball. And then at that point. If you're on that left side, you're looking somewhere between, you know, four to six seed probably um, in the NCAA tournament, which is which would be amazing uh, to be able to have. It would be a great seed. But also you'll be going into the NCAA tournament battle tested against some of the best teams in the country. And that's something that, you know, BYU hasn't necessarily had before. I mean, when we were there, we had some great teams that we we're playing against um, on a night in night out basis in the Mount West. Um, but, you know, obviously the big 12 is a different animal, even than that at that point. So they're going to be battle tested. They're going to be ready um, for the NCAA tournament, but uh, you know, they got to take care of business and get to nine or 10 wins if they want to, you know, get to that four or five seed. Jim, we're great to talk with you. We know that your three X three preparations continue for the Olympics and bank it. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember it's the bank shot, I've right? I've been That's working the on key. that bank shot. I've been working on it, man. <laughs> From the top of the key, you know, if you it, the backboards are very forgiving. So if you throw it as hard as you can at it, it just stops and goes in. Right. So it's like just make sure you just make sure you throw it up there. There's certainly a scientific element to it. Jimmer, great to talk with you, man. We'll do it again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good show. All right. The bank shot master. I okay. <laughs> I for that. I one of my best friends growing up, his dad, Rick Kemp, amazing shooter. Like best old man shooter I've ever seen in my life. He's not gonna mind that I called him old man he was old 20 years ago he would bank in from the wing always like that was how he made it and I swear he made like 60 percent like he was incredible like NBA threes I was the Rick horse, Kemp I was the horse champion in junior high and in high school because I knew how to use the backboard yeah that's how I would beat everybody nice. in that game nice. it's just it's a lost art so I can appreciate it let's go uh <laughs> BYU football gonna bank in some recruits tomorrow sit bank them uh BYU football signing day oh yeah the ching the, the regular signing day Clint Take is gonna be on the show we'll recap who they signed in December return missionaries a couple other guys maybe some portal guys tomorrow noon eastern time on BYU TV BYU Radio to adequately prepare for the BYU Oklahoma matchup tonight Naturally, on Top 5 Tuesday, we're looking at the top five wins against Oklahoma across all sports. My God, Dennis, we have time for him. Including a dramatic comeback. It was the comeback before the North Carolina comeback for BYU Women's Soccer. This is BYU Sports Nation. I do love me a good BYU couple. Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to Top 5 Tuesday on BYU Sports Nation featuring the top five BYU wins versus Oklahoma all time because, you know, BYU plays Oklahoma tonight in Norman. Number five, 2012 women's volleyball in the NCAA tournament second round. Jennifer Hampson, 17 kills and five blocks. Nicole Warner, nine blocks, eight kills. Cougars swept the Sooners to advance to the Sweet 16. It began a long run of consecutive Sweet 16s. The power era. Number four, remember the Copper Bowl? 1994, BYU finished the season ranked in the top 25. This was their 10th win. John Walsh throwing dimes. 
and BYU dominated the Sooners 31 to 6. Walsh had 454 <laughs> yards. We made fun of that celebration in a previous segment on this show for sure. It, it was uh, Bryce Doman. BYU ended the season again with 10 <laughs> wins. Underrated team in BYU football history. I broke my collarbone that day. I remember that day. Number three, 2013, women's soccer came from behind to beat Oklahoma. They were down 2-0 for the majority of the game. Three goals in seven minutes. North Carolina eats your heart out, right? Ella Johnson, Paige Hunt, and then Jane Thornock in the 87th as BYU came back to beat the Sooners in dramatic fashion. Yeah, wow. Three goals in four minutes and 50 seconds. Just so happened to be in the final seven minutes of the match. I'll never forget it. 1992 men's basketball. Kevin Nixon in Maui. Nick Sanderson misses a three. He grabs it at the buzzer, and the Cougars stun the Sooners on the islands. Kevin Nixon has two game winners. A lot of people forget about this one. BYU ended uh, up losing in the Maui tournament final to eventual national champion Duke and Christian later. And number one, 2009, BYU upsets number three, Oklahoma Cougars ranked 20th as well to open the season in Jerry's world in Dallas. Colby Clausen, big hit on Sam Bradford, separates his AC joint. He's out, Landry Jones, the freshman, comes in. Max Hall, the dentist pin of my boy, for a first down. Helmet, of course, falls off. McKay Jacobson for the game winner where he had called Max Hall earlier in the summer and told him I'm open in the end zone while he was in said very end zone visiting the stadium. What a win for BYU. And what a recap of BYU beating the Sooners. Let's hope they add to it tonight. Our elite voice of the day after this question is tonight BYU's best shot at getting to over 500 in Big 12 play this season. Our elite voice presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from Randy McLaren on Instagram who says, yes. Because nothing is guaranteed in Big 12 play. Just ask Kansas. So there's a yes answer for you. There you go. The only thing that's guaranteed is chaos. That's the only thing. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Comp students are at the College Football Hall of Fame. They're screening their documentary on the Black 14 from Wyoming. Very cool opportunity for them. Uh, can't wait. That's, that's amazing. And it's a great story. It's a great story. Well put together. Our thanks to today's guests, Sean Farnham and Jimmer Fredette. Sorry to Dennis, but we did have time for highlights. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Brandon Ogletree. We'll see you tomorrow for signing day on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs.